The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. so long since we've done an afternoon show i feel like we don't even know what to do anymore i know Uh, (laughs) welcome into our final episode of girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw before we take a little bit of a break before we pick things back up for training camp Haley sutton jess navarez aisha morrison with you as always Uh, we appreciate you guys being flexible we are going on a little bit later today instead of our normal thursday time for a couple of reasons uh first and foremost my mom's having surgery tomorrow so i want to make sure that i'm there with her uh taking care of her so it should be good but also because uh we've had locker room we just actually came from the locker room which is why (laughs) we're running a little bit late uh but a lot of stuff to dissect through these first two days of veteran mini camp of course that wraps up tomorrow uh but ladies we've seen a lot in this time of year it's it's so difficult we talked about this with otas but it's so difficult really to gauge what we're getting in terms of a roster just because it's so limited in what the guys can and can't do uh but i think there's been a lot of positive stuff i know you have notes you have notes we all have notes so we'll kind of talk through them uh we'll start with just today what we saw from practice i think the most impressive thing to me about practice today uh dak prescott was on fire oh yeah uh he looked confident uh there was that one pass that he chunked down the field uh, Brandon Cooks caught it in stride, scored for the touchdown. So uh, the biggest thing is Dak looks good, which is nice given that yesterday was a, not as sharp mm-hmm, from sure. him yesterday. But QB1 looks like QB1. Yes, like and, and he has, um, like you said, like I think his good practices so far have outweighed his bad. Um, and it is it is kind of cool to see him starting command to command this new offense and how he's taking over and, and speaking to the players and how he speaks so highly of some of these young guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's refreshing. It's refreshing. Yeah, you know, something I've been wanting to do for a while is talk to Dak one-on-one because it's really hard to get Dak away from the, the group of media. You know, understandably so. He's quarterback one. That's That mm-hmm. comes with the job, right? But it's very rare and in between that, that we get one-on-one conversations with Dak. And so I had that opportunity yesterday – And it was really just refreshing to hear from him compared to the last time I heard from him, which was last season. Well, it's refreshing for you because you learned he's a Taylor Swift fan. He's a Swiftie, ladies and gents. He is a Swiftie. We love that for him. Um, And that was was fun. It was fun banter. And, uh, yeah, everyone in that locker room basically knows where I stand with uh, Taylor Swift. But what I really wanted to ask him in terms of – Everything that we're seeing right now coming out of minicamp was the wide receiver four spot and how that's shaping up because it is such a competition right now. Uh, you have Semi Fihoko, you have Kevante Turpin, you have Jalen Tolbert. You have these guys that are wanting to come up, whether they're taking a second-year jump or a third-year jump. You have all of these guys with different reasons for competing for that spot. And so two guys that really have stood out to me specifically during minicamp and even during OTAs was Semi Fihoko and uh, Kevante Turpin. And so I asked him about Turp. He's spoken highly of Turp in the press conferences already that he's had uh, throughout OTAs, but specifically Semi Fihoko. Him and I spent time during media days together. Um, we were talking a lot more, and I, I told him, you know, it's interesting seeing your progression with Dak because you've worked in the Dak yard this offseason. He said, yeah, it's paying off. I, I feel this new confidence. So I asked Dak about Semi. 
And when Dak talked to me about Semi, he he said he's on the same kind of progression that I saw from Cedric Wilson, which what a throwback when you think about it. You pull up Cedric Wilson's stats. His year three jump was huge, and he became that clutch guy for Dak to where he took the jump that Semi is looking to take. So to hear that comparison from Dak was amazing. I mean, Cedric, his, his final season insight. with the Cowboys, had five touchdowns that season. He had over 600 yards that season as well. And I'm not saying that's what Semi's going to have, right? I'm not saying that by any means. But what I am saying is that coming from Dak, making that comparison of the track that Semi's on is somebody that I really think Cowboys Nation should keep a closer eye on because Semi is making that jump. He's making the connection. He's making that cadence with his quarterback one, and it is absolutely showing. Yeah, and to your point, just to add on to talking to Semi and getting some information from him, he also really is is open to, to working on that Noah Brown spot because yeah. quiet is kept. Noah Brown was very important to what they did on special teams, but also what they did offensively. So that also gives you some insight on like kind of what his vision is for what he thinks he's going to be able to add. So those are two gentlemen that were important to what the Cowboys did offensively, just kind of on a on the hush. Like maybe you didn't talk yeah. about them all the time, but they were intricate to what they did. So great insight. From and you, girl. something about Cedric Wilson that Dak pointed out was he was the guy that came from behind and took the spot that mm -hmm. nobody expected to take that year three jump right and so you look at semi and the progression that he's had given the injury history there as well as what's kind of kept him off the field but you look at where he's at now and what he's doing the work he's putting in the initiative he's taking to take that wide receiver four spot and I'm, I'm not saying other guys aren't right yeah, I'm not so I'm not discrediting the other guys work I'm sure. just saying the conversation was specifically about semi but it, he's the guy that could very well have potential to come in from behind, take that spot, and you're not keeping an eye on him because he's not the name that's being tossed around so often. So mm -hmm. something I wanted to throw out there that I thought was a really, really good conversation with Dak. Yeah, Simi is really growing on me. Um, I hadn't had many, I hadn't had an opportunity really to have any conversations with him because, like you mentioned, he spent a lot of time on IR, a lot of yeah. time uh, out last year. So I haven't really had a chance to get to know him, but it's been so fun just to kind of see the personality uh, match. <laughs> he has a personality. Yeah, match yeah. with the energy that he's bringing. And, and to your point, Jess, Mike was incredibly complimentary of the work that he's done this Season. I literally wrote it down. He said, quote, he's had a hell of an offseason. Yeah. And, and again, like it's it's so hard at this time of the year because you're pros and cons, right? Like it's mm -hmm. cool to see them. We finally have football back. Uh, so it's nice to see, you know, get excited about big plays and get excited about the potential, but also keeping that reality at the forefront. Um, so, yeah, that's great insight about Simi. I think something else, too, that Mike talked about as well, and uh, when I was at practice, I sat with Kyle Yeomans up a little bit higher so we could see a little bit better, um, and he pointed out that Tony Pollard was on the sidelines. And I'm not saying that he hasn't been previously, but it's just something sure. that I haven't necessarily been looking for. And so seeing him on the sidelines partnered with how complimentary Mike was to Tony in the press conference today, talking about how great of a leader he is, how he commands the room, um, how he asked great questions, I think is what I wrote down, excellent questions during meetings. Mm. Uh, he's a great example for some of the younger guys. And I think he said Tony Pollard does it the right way. And I, I just loved listening to how he described it. I think at one point, too, he even discussed, uh, you know, Tony Pollard reminds me of, of myself and my household. And he <laughs> said, um, when my dad didn't have to say anything to me, that's when I knew I was doing things correctly because he didn't need to correct and that's that was his comparison to Tony so I think it hearing that seeing his progression on the field going through as he continues his rehab and then 
just seeing him being involved with that room. I know we talked the other day about how involved Rojo is in terms of personality and who he's meshing with mm -hmm. um, in the locker room, too. So just having that leader, being able to step into a role that Ezekiel Elliott has filled for seven seasons, uh, just being able to have that kind of strong presence from your running back, the guy whose expectations are astronomical going into the year. Uh, he's quiet, but it's nice to know that he is still getting it done in the times that we don't get an opportunity to see him. Yeah, and that's a progression for him because if you, you've been around Tony, even last year, the times that he got he got interviews and stuff, you don't see him that whole the whole bunch. And so you kind of did start to see him coming out of his shell even last year, just mm -hmm. being a little bit more open. And we saw him on sides of the sidelines being like, ah, <laughs> I want some more. Yeah. I want some more. And and that is a, it is a step in the right direction because you mentioned, you know, the loss of Zeke to that running back room. And not even just Zeke, you, you also lost Skip Pete. So to, to continue to kind of echo some of the, the energy and, and the language that they want to speak with, I, I actually am proud of Tony, and I'm glad that you brought that up because it is something that you do start him start, starting to step into as a leader. And when Mike McCarthy talked about the running back room in general earlier this week, something he had mentioned was Tony is ready to chomp at the bit. And mm -hmm. I think that phrase explains Tony to a T, not just where he is right now, but what we've seen in the past. Because you even talk about the the pass pro and the blocking aspect of his game. And that was something that we talked about earlier last season that was a bit of a concern. And then you look at the stats and what he has done to progress in just that area of his game alone, if you're just focusing on one he went from you know one of the lower aspects of being a good blocker to improving on it and chomping at the bit to get better mm -hmm. so for me when when I think of Tony Pollard the phrase chomping at the bit he's constantly chomping at the bit to improve be a bigger leader be that guy and so this opportunity now that's in front of him to take over that that one spot is it's so exciting and it's kind of a renewal for this running back room because even I was talking to Malik Davis right before I had to uh, run Haley ran by me and said oh, we're going now and <laughs> Literally I was like sprinted <laughs> and I told Malik I will talk to you about this more tomorrow <laughs> but even Malik said you know we obviously wish Zeke the best and and it's a business at the end of the day so not having him here is an adjustment but it's something that we had to adjust to right so Seeing Tony stepping into that is is interesting to do it in his own way, to your point, Haley, of he's not the vocal guy. He's not going to be the guy that we see yelling in the locker room and being his goofy self. He is a quiet leader, but that doesn't make him any less of a leader for this team. And I think it's really exciting to see the chance he has to take this role and make it his own. Last thing I want to talk about from the press conference, uh, and then we'll take our first break. Um, Mike McCarthy discussing, you know, his new role as play caller. We've I feel like he's been asked this like every day and he's to the point where it's like, guys, like I, I'm please. I, it, yeah, please. <laughs> but what I did find um, interesting today about kind of how he was the question that he was asked and he was discussing, you know, he doesn't want to be known as a prolific coaching guru like yeah. he said that's not my that's not my mo that's not what i want to be remembered for and he said i want to be remembered for having the hall of fame quarterback who comes in and commands the offense and he kept saying that over and over again he said i want my quarterback to own the offense and i loved how and this is not speculation so don't don't take this anywhere other than at face value but he <laughs> said you know i don't care who's at quarterback like if it's dak or if it's Will, or if it's Coop, whoever it is, I want my quarterback in the game 
to own the offense. And he is more concerned about developing that relationship with Dak. We heard it briefly before, like we said, we sprinted over here uh, from the locker room. But Dak just talking about how that relationship is developing and how it's kind of turning into something really special. But I did think that was interesting. And it made me think. You know, like, is Mike McCarthy a Hall of Fame coach? Like, even if he doesn't want the recognition, if that's not what he wants to be known for, I'm like, is he a Hall of Fame coach? And it's something to kind of keep in mind. But I, what I will say in this is I think when you think about a Hall of Fame coach, when you think about, you know, wins and losses, records, all of that, that is important. But I also think the way Mike has had to adapt his coaching style to the positions that he has been in his first couple of years here, he was adjusting to having Jerry Jones as his boss and having a boss who's so involved in everything. He's adjusting to not being the one who's calling the plays. He's adjusting to an offensive coordinator whose philosophies don't meet with his. And now he's adjusting again to getting back to being the play caller. And all while he's done that, he has maintained the player-first mentality. He's maintained that he's got to take care of the the guys in the locker room. He's constantly preaching about, you know, the locker room is their space, and I want them to have that space. And so regardless if Mike McCarthy makes it into the Hall of Fame or not, I know that's a conversation that's like way, way, way down the line. But just seeing what he has been able to accomplish in his very short time in this locker room how or in this organization how he's affected the locker room how he's been able to amicably work with people who again maybe he didn't agree with from a football standpoint all of those things for him to be kind of the old school hard-nosed kind of Pittsburgh proud strong guy and to be making these adjustments like this on the fly, like that is something that needs to be discussed more often. Yeah, adaptability is is so huge. And I think it's huge from him in general. And you brought up, you know, the coaching staff and the changes. For him to own up after the Mike Nolan thing mm-hmm. and yeah. to, to take on the responsibility of like, hey, I messed up. And to get Dan, I mean, to get Dan Quinn in here and to get these that defense, even the defensive side of the ball, to kind of settle that out, I think that was a big step in the right direction too, as well, Haley, to for him to be able to adjust and say, hey, okay, this isn't working, my players aren't responding to it, mm-hmm. and to bring in the necessary staff to where you do have one of the top five defenses, and you're gonna, con- and it seems like you're gonna continue to. So I, I think that's so good to highlight that you know in this game and in this sport everything's not going to be perfect but you have a coach that's adaptable and it has the ability to do that and so it was good to hear that's good to hear and something we've been hearing from Mike McCarthy a lot or just in general throughout the past couple of weeks is knowing the why Mm -hmm. that phrase specifically knowing the why what is the purpose I love the culture that Mike McCarthy brings to this building of allowing his players to know the why, not just saying this is how it is and this is because I said so, but really picking into their minds. We were talking to Dak earlier and Dak said, I'm expected to help create this new offensive scheme. It's it's asked of me. And it's expected because the input is wanted. And so Mike always talks about culture and creating this healthy culture. You can't have happy and successful players that are going to be productive without having that good culture that really cultivates the foundation of what this team is. And so Mike, I I think it's interesting. We're hearing that phrase more now than we did last season of knowing the why. The purpose. That is showing. We go back to purpose. It is showing you that he is learning from – the mistakes and the 
you know, the the wrongdoings of what created the downfall to be what it was last season where it ended, to want to progress, to want to be better, to allow these players to get into his mind, to allow them to have input because it's so important for that culture, for the growth of this team, to know the why and allowing them to have the platform to do that is so important. That word purpose is going to be very important. You should talk to him about a little theme, you know? To go resilience to purpose. I imagine that is. There's a reason why they keep throwing the word around. Resilience was the same way. So uh, we'll see. Uh, But I think it's definitely a great word for them to kind of work towards, especially when you think about, you know, like the expectations of the last two years and how resilience stemmed from losing to the 49ers the year before. And now, like, you know, it's just, it's going to be cool to see that kind of that theme develop. Um, let's go ahead and take our first break. I know we're running a little bit behind, but let's go ahead and take our first break. Uh, when we come back, let's talk about practice, what we've seen so far uh, out of the guys who's kind of stood out. Um, and we will get into that when we get back on the other side of the break on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. Past, present, and future football watchers. You know why we're here. The football season is back! Woo! And since that's too amazing to miss a single second's worth, Pepsi is officially giving you permission to always put football first. Like, maybe those in-laws are back in town. Well, better hope they're football fans because your Sunday is completely booked. Long story short, crack open a Pepsi and don't let anything get between you and your football watching. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. (sighs) That's what I like. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pitaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. To 
block two of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. Let's talk about practice, but first, let's go to Jess. Join us for a Dallas Cowboys Juneteenth celebration in partnership with Miller Lite at Miller Lighthouse at at t Stadium on Saturday, June 17th from 4 to 8 p.m. Enjoy live entertainment, play lawn games, and shop local black-owned businesses, as well as hear our Haley Sutton MC. For more information, you can visit at t Stadium.com slash Juneteenth. Go out there. Go support. Go see Haley MC. All the great things. I'm going to be there. I am so I might excited break dance for with the people. Oh, oh. yeah. Break dance. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. Guys. Breaking news. You're going to see Aisha break dance. I don't even think I've seen that. It's going to be you guys served in there. Oh, my. Yep. Can we get a little taste after the show? I'm dying to Ain't see what this said looks all like. That. I need some time to prepare. But <laughs> She's got to practice is what Look, she you said. Warmed up. You're war- you warmed up as you ran over here. I gotta so you're warm already. No, I got to stretch. Please, please, don't make a scene. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about practice. Mm-hmm. So, again, and I'm going to keep saying this so that people don't get things confused. We understand that OTAs, minicamp, it's only a peek at what we're getting and we yep. know that trading camp is going to look a little different. We know that the season's going to look a little different. But we can only go off of what we've been seeing so far in terms of evaluating these players as they compete for roster spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of want to open this up and just discuss with you ladies. Um, if you had to pick a player so far, I know we still got one more day tomorrow, but if you had to pick a player, uh, some, and I'll go first because I know this is a random question, but if you had to pick a player who you think is really in a position where they're trying to make a case for being on the 53 come this fall, based on what you've seen out of OTAs, out of the two days of mini camp that they've had, uh, a player who you think has really raised their stock, for lack of a better term. So I'll go first. Uh, without a doubt, Jabril Cox. Yeah. And Jabril Cox is a person to me who is really competing for uh, reps with now overshone coming in. I think that they are very versatile in how they are similar in how they play and their versatility is a reason behind that. So I think in terms of fighting for a spot, Jabril Cox is someone who I think knows that not on the chopping block necessarily, but knows if he's going to get some reps and he's going to have to put in the work. Now I say he's my most impressive because if you saw the end of practice yesterday, how he turned up, (laughs) Yep. In practice, he had the two PBUs to end the game. The team was celebrating with him. Those are the type of plays where, again, I'd love to see that happen when they're in pads and they're at full strength. But just to know that this is a guy who understands the position that he's in, he understands what he needs to do to be successful, and he's making big plays like that, not just within the scope of practice, but like these are game-saving, practice-ending, big plays that he made yesterday. And I think that he had a lot of – people kind of go like this. Like, yeah. yeah. All of us did. Like, okay. We all yeah. turned okay, our heads. Okay, Jabril, we <laughs> yep. see you. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's my guy as of through two days. that Him and Tristan Viscano, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Go ahead. Okay. Go uh, ahead. So my person, human, is uh, Matt Willetsko. Okay. Well, I let's think, go. I think Matt Willetsko really is there, guys, co- obviously coming back from that shoulder injury. He got injured yeah. last year. I personally think we would have saw him play last year if he hadn't got injured. And – um, he's getting quite a bit of snaps at that right tackle currently while, while Terrence Steele is, um, you know, healing. But he could potentially be that swing guy and be that guy that they go to if there is an injury. I just think that he's showing himself useful and is somebody that could be a part of um, a part of what they do and obviously be able to fill in if necessary when as that swing tackle that they drafted him to be, that they that they got him to be. So Matt Willetsko is a guy that I'm really trying to keep my eyes on and um, see what their vision is for him. But it looks like they 
they think they have a serviceable swing. So we'll see how he keeps continues to develop as camp comes. That's a great answer. I'm going to go with the very basic, obvious answer, but with reason here. I'm going with Jalen Tolbert. Okay. Because I didn't know what to expect coming into OTAs to see Jalen Tolbert actually working. Sure, we've seen him with the offseason work with Dak, and we've heard him talk multiple times. He talked at the Senior Bowl about how – it was a mental thing for him to not feel overwhelmed by the playbook. And it was a lot for him to take in. And he's very open and honest about that. So with that, I didn't exactly know what to expect when he came out. Both days, and specifically today, I was a little more honed in on him than I was yesterday. He is really working. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know the guys that are putting 100% effort in, and then you know the guys that are putting 110 in, right? Because all of them are working. All of them are doing what they need to do. But Jalen Tolbert sticks out to me specifically because he goes back. And it's it's funny. I saw this multiple times. He goes back to Dak and he asks him, I don't exactly know what. I need to ask Jalen. He goes back and he asks him for what I'm assuming is critiques, criticism, how to get better. After any time, most of the time, when Dak is throwing the ball to him, he goes and he talks to coaches. You visibly see him walking to do that. And that's so far and in between for guys because, you know, they're in the middle of practice. They're not thinking to stop and, hey, let me go ask for what I could do better between each play that he has. He just really is exceeding my expectations for what I expected to see from him. He's putting all of his effort in. And there was a pass that I believe Dak made to him at the end of practice today during the two-minute drills where – it was one of those plays that could be game-changing if he landed in bounds. So mm -hmm. there's still room for work, and he has a lot of shining up to do. But the amount of pressure that he is working under right now to try to compete for that spot, and he is really outshining a lot of people right now, it's really impressive. And I'm just really proud for how much he has learned and picked up and wants to make that jump for himself. It feels night and day. Mm -hmm. yeah. right? Like it does from last year. We watched him a little bit last year, obviously not in the building, but – just the confidence and just even his motions when he's out there. He doesn't look unsure. And so that's just a testament to the work that he's done and what he's really working on. And he'll tell you, <laughs> he'll tell you like, yeah. I don't know everything yet, but I want to get better. And so that was that was a good a good one to bring up because I do think that he is on the uptick as, as becoming a guy that's really competing for that fourth spot, like you said. I am just waiting for the – because it's going to happen, but I'm waiting for that big play – where mm -hmm. he climbs the ladder yep. and he's up and the catch and everybody is going to be blown away because you, you've seen the potential. And I, I, I covered Jalen a little bit when I was in Alabama as well, when he was at South Alabama. Yeah. You saw what he was able to do at the college level. And I get it. Not always college doesn't translate over to NFL all the time. But he just – we talked about this earlier in the summer. He just needed that push, right? He just needed the guys to rally around him and he needed to fit in and he needed to get close with his quarterback – very similar to Simi, and him and Simi are very close too. So that's yes. obviously they're, they're buddies. Yeah, they're, they're naturally very close. But now you're seeing him kind of come into himself. You're seeing his person. I'm even seeing his personality a little bit yeah. more. You know, like yeah. you're just kind of seeing him come out of the shell. So uh, it's exciting to see what he's capable of. I had one other thing I wanted to talk about, but I told y'all earlier in the week I have a surprise for you guys. <gasps> so we're gonna go ahead and wrap on this segment when we come back. I have a very, very, very exciting surprise on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. So stay with us. Come right back. We'll be right back. Yay. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. 
That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, you know why we're here. The football season is back! Woo! And since that's too amazing to miss a single second's worth, Pepsi is officially giving you permission to always put football first. Like, maybe those in-laws are back in town. Well, better hope they're football fans because your Sunday is completely booked. Long story short, crack open a Pepsi and don't let anything get between you and your football watching. With love, Pepsi, made for football watching. Ah. That's what I like. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with the bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-326. 6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to mybariatricsolutions.com. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. of our final episode of Girls Talk Boys Talk for the 2022-2023 season. Uh, This has been such a good year, and a lot of it has been highlighted by the relationships that we've been able to make in the locker room, uh, specifically with our special guest. We have none other than tight end. I can't call you a rookie anymore because you're not a rookie anymore. Technically, Uh, it doesn't count till first preseason game, so it's still... uh, No. Maybe not. I don't know. Doesn't matter. We got Jake Ferguson in (laughs) the house, guys. Uh, Jake, thank you so much for being with us. I'm going to brag a little bit here. So I met Jake before I actually started working for the Cowboys. I was doing a camp with Laura Oakman. I've talked about Galvanize before. And she partnered with the Cowboys. My partner was Alec, and my one of my close friends, Sierra Henry's partner, was Jake. So Jake and Sierra sat behind me. You guys know Alec. He's very quiet. Mm-hmm. He's very to himself. He's complete opposite of Jake. So the whole time, <laughs> all I can hear is Jake and Sierra, like, cracking jokes behind me. Uh, so I obviously had a chance to get to know him a little bit then. But just to see your development and how you've really taken this role head on. And my favorite thing about you, Jake, is that you have not lost who you are as a person. And I think that that's so important. So kudos to you for doing mm-hmm. that. I kind of just want to open the floor to you. How you feeling going into year two? I'm pumped up. I'm really excited. Um, I think kind of what you were talking about right there is um, something I really wanted to focus on is continuing being myself, and I think that's when I play my best football, um, where I'm having fun on the field and kind of cracking jokes with Henny or um, you know anybody else, um, really anybody in that tight end room. But when I'm having fun, that's when I'm playing my best ball. And um, I remember I was just at this, this camp for um, it was like six-year-olds to 17-year-olds flag football camps, and they're like. Go talk to the guys. And I was like, hey, like you guys are out here this young playing football. Like that's It shows that you love the game. Just keep that love. 
and that'll drive you. And I think that was something that I kind of finished that day, went home and was like, wow, okay. Like maybe I needed that talk myself and kind of just kind of had to get back into it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. And what has it been like for you, you know, adjusting to NFL life? And what is your advice to anybody who gets these accolades and gets to live out their dreams to stay true to them? How, how do you find yourself grounded in moments like that to stay true to who you are? Right. I think um, it first starts with just because you made it doesn't mean you can stop. Um, I think a lot of guys, um, not here, which is cool to see, but a lot of guys do, um, they kind of get to this level and they're like, okay, I made it. What next? And I think what's important is kind of to just remember um, what kind of what kind of trials and tribulations you've gone through to get to this point and to not stop and to really just take it as long as you can get and keep working, keep working, keep working until, like they always say, football won't last forever. So you might as well let that thing stretch out as long as you can. So um, I think it's important to just stay on top of things, stay true to you, and um, remember why you first started. Yeah, so speaking of you being pumped up for next season, dude, so I've been I've been watching dude. you. <laughs> I don't know. Is that not media? Time? Is that not media? Right, right. Everyone relax now. Everyone relax. No, but up. I've been seeing you um, just going through plays. Obviously, it's OTA, so it's walkthroughs and stuff. But I can see your clock has sped up. Can you speak about that? Has, do, does the game seem like it's slowing down for you and you're understanding things? Because I can see kind of feels like you're a tick ahead of where you were last year. You should be. But, like, yeah, do you, mm-hmm. can you speak on that? Think, yeah, definitely I should be. But I think um, I definitely am kind of morphing into that. And I think a lot of my thinking has sort of just switched to there are some new stuff with um, Schottenheimer coming in, Shotty coming in. There's a little bit of new wrinkles. But at the same time, it's football. Um if you play play fast and you hit somebody, most of the time you're probably going to be decently right. Um, so that's where I'm kind of just like, hey, let loose, play football. I know this stuff. I can learn it. we got time to learn it. But once I get on that field, I'm just going to play. Mm-hmm. And then getting back to having fun, I'm just like, hey. Have y'all concocted? Dust off the shoulders. Let's just, let's just go have some fun. Yeah. Have you guys – I'm sorry. Have you guys concocted a new uh – Celebration, there's so you many. know, because there's so many. They did the hog tie. So oh man, what's up for this year? We got to get iconic. in the end zone first things first. That's fair. That's fair. I will say there are. I can't wait. solos, duos. <laughs> oh man, trios, full team action. Oh my goodness. Let's, line involved. Let's oh. talk a little bit about. Oh, heard it here okay. first on Girls mm-hmm. Tees. Let's talk a little bit about your tight end room because, like, I'm not. I'm unapologetic in my obsession with you guys because yep. y'all are just. Like I said, I love. I love when personality and football it meshes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, what I, mean? I just think that that's so important, and not just in football and anything that you're doing. You obviously, and I, I, if you could just retell the story about when you met Peyton and how you guys kind of just became like inseparable. So did I? Did I tell you about how when we like first met at the combine? You did. You t- yeah, but I want you to tell okay. the because right. I so, know it, but I want everyone to know. So it. at the combine, you know, tensions high or whatever, and it's just kind of like not a lot of guys are talking to each other. It's just kind of like I'm going to go get mine and whatever. And we were on broad jump. And I remember I was jumping so bad. And I was like, it was like 9-3, 9-3, 9-4, 9-2. And I was like, man, like I got to get to 10. I've been jumping 10 all training. 
And so I jumped like nine five, and I turned around and I saw I saw Peyton, and I've never met this guy in my life. I just know him because he played in Indiana. And he's sitting there like this, looking mean. And I, go up, I go up to him, hit him in his chest, like smack him a little bit, and I go, "Turn me up, hammer shot." He's he, he like, "All right," and he gets going. I was like, I, at first I thought he was gonna hit me, and then we started laughing about it. And then, um, just we first got here, I was like, or actually we first got in, Dub being L Dub was like, you guys need to get, like, we need to start talking. When we first got in here, we started having meetings with him, like young guys' meetings, and just sitting in those with him, like, Dub would say something funny, and me and him would, like, look at each other, giggle a little it's like bit. like SpongeBob yeah. and Patrick at Literally. school. <laughs> yeah, and then it just sort of started morphing over the, like, over this past year, and just kind of, like, they had it where you two, we're the two young tight ends, and so, I mean, mm-hmm. they were, we're always together. We're doing, they put us on the plane together. They put us in the same room at the hotel together. Um same room for training camp. So, I mean, we were, we were really with each other that whole year. So, I mean, it was basically Beavis and Butthead, two brothers. All the nicknames. I yeah. cannot Tweedle believe Zeke Tweedle 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 the day uh, Mike Mary Kay. Tweedle D- Mary Kay Nash. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Zeke, Zeke told me no, that. Yeah. Zeke said that he came up. I will never forget the day. I don't even remember who asked the question. It might have been me. But when I asked about you guys and he said, oh, yeah, that's freaking frack. Freaking yep. frack. Yeah. Frickin and, frack. like, to hear Mike McCarthy, you know, like, so stoic, <laughs> always so serious for him to be like, oh, yeah, that's freaking frack. Yep. Yeah. And we were dying. In a serious tone about it. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. It's just so crazy how men make friendships because what the heck like yeah. that sounds like some of my military friends that's seriously how we i made friends with a couple people he literally just was standing there and yeah. you said pump me up really yeah. fire, me up. Fire, yeah. me up. fire me up y'all are Louis i love, that. Up, I love that no but when you when you develop that because you know you guys are close y'all mm-hmm. came in together and then you add sean who mm-hmm. is quietly mm-hmm. like so exactly like y'all but most people close. don't know it you had Dalton last year, but you now have Seth. You have Luke. I mean, like, have you ever been in a situation where, like, your whole, the people who are directly around you, like, the bond that y'all have, have you mm-hmm. ever experienced anything like that? Um, at Wisconsin, I kind of had something like that. Um, but that was just because I, w- I made sure it was that way. Yeah. Me being the older guy, I was like, break out of your shell. Talk a little bit. <laughs> Turn but, me up. Like, yeah, me, me and Henny say everybody's got a shell that can break and they can come out of it. And, mm kind of and uh we've kind of done that with sean and we're seeing it now with scooney yeah um he's, Scooney, he'll, scooney. Come, he'll come around yeah he'll come around <laughs> be smiling a little bit um uh but i mean it's it's such a good dynamic in that room and um i mean there's just like little little like inside jokes that we all have like anytime sean wears a, a grout fit we all make we make him pay us a little petty five dollars in the room put it Love on it. the fine board Love <laughs> what? a grout fit all gray yeah you now that, hey, now that you think, think every time you see him now, I never he wears a grout fit quite a bit. Stop <laughs> talking about oh, him. Man, we love him. Hey, There's nobody like Marone. You know what? You're talking, and I see a little wristband there on you about tight and university. Oh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that and kind of your excitement and what you're hoping to get out of that? Yeah. So I actually went last year um, before my rookie season. And even then, just going to kind of go learn from those guys was insane just like sitting in a room um we basically go we use vanderbilt's facilities we have like a meeting style with every tight end and then um greg olson comes in and then some veteran tight ends who are done they come in talk to us kind of give us like all the little tips and tricks and then we go out hit the field do about an hour hour and a half worth of practice and then we go out and just bond and be tight ends i mean that's literally what the position is is 
Just a bunch of guys being dudes, you know, having fun. I love it. <laughs> At the simplest terms. I feel like, that, I feel like that's yeah. us. Like, we're just a bunch of girls Just being a gr- girls. bunch of girls being gals. Being that's dudes, all. apparently. We're talking we're dudes. Talking boys, you talking know? Talking boys. <laughs> if you could describe what you want this tight end room to be categorized at, like if somebody was like, ah, describe the Cowboys tight end room, what is it for you? I'll give you three words. I ain't going to just give you one. That's not fair. So you want me to give one? Yeah. I want, I want our tight end room to be dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mm, I just love the like the how we're the horsemen and it's a collective group and like everybody can like I think this whole tight end room especially right now everybody can play yeah mm-hmm. and you don't see that around the league Mm-mm. where yeah the two three four guy even can go out and make some plays and seriously make plays and that's something that I think you can throw out 13 personnel. You could throw out four tight ends on the field, and we could go, you know what I mean? Dynamic, dominant, versatile. I mean, just I feel like I'm pretty biased, but I feel like we can do everything. No, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. No, I mean, and Sean talked about that the other day, too, whenever I was talking to you all about Big Ten and the, you know, the – background y'all have there and that's one of the things he said he said the big 10 breeds tight ends because we're required to be all around guys mm-hmm. we're required to be more physical we're required to be more resilient and so you just saying that like that's kind of a testament to that is you know like you guys come in and you're ready to work and what i love most about you guys is that you you're ready to do the work that others don't want to do mm-hmm. you know like you're you're willing to you know get the special teams reps and work your way into being integral parts of the offense. So I love that about you guys. Um, In terms of you and just your personality and kind of who you're becoming, is there a player that you, that you, because I have a player obviously that I think you remind me of, but I want to hear just from your perspective, is there someone who you've kind of molded your game after or or taken inspiration from? I'm really into like taking different pieces of stuff. Hmm. Um, I'd like to say I'm like some people, but I definitely don't think, like, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I definitely have my own. I think I call myself the Honda Civic, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, like, CD's a Lamborghini. <laughs> we, got, we got TP, who's like a Ferrari. But I'm old Honda Civic. Might have oh a couple tune-ups, goodness. you know, but old reliable. Honda Escalator. Civic. Something. Not a Civic, y'all. A Yukon. <laughs> I like, give yourself a little more credit. You kind of too big yeah, to be Honda a Civic. Civic. That Honda Civic can it's go reliable. on a, it is. on it's old it's road reliable trip. It's reliable, and it gets it gets the mileage in, and it country. still works. Uh-huh. Love that cross family country car. car. Yeah. I love be. a family. Love that. Love that. <laughs> hey, aside from football, you know, everyone can look at you as tight end Jake Ferguson for the Dallas Cowboys. What is something you want people to know about you as a person? What do you like to do? Hmm. Who are you outside of your job? Really? I like doing new things. Okay. Um, Recently, I've been doing a lot of solo exploring, like in Dallas. So yeah. I went to the aquarium by myself. Isn't it the greatest? It's so place nice. You've ever been? I've never been. Unbelievable. It's the greatest. It's the so Dallas aquarium. I am like I also go. unapologetically like Dallas girl till I die. And I've been to several aquariums. I'm a big aquarium girl, but the Dallas aquarium, mm. it's just it's, it's different. Add that to my list to do. They have yeah. built it to where it's like a rainforest. So when you oh. enter in, the building doesn't look like an aquarium. It's in downtown, uh-huh. like right where the El Phoenix and all of that is off of like Ross Avenue. Okay. So it looks like a regular building, but you go inside and you start at the top of what would be the top of the rainforest and you like 
spiral like your way ocean. down mm. yeah till you get underneath and then the aquarium part they have manatees i have a video where the f- first time i ever saw a manatee was there huh. and i was yeah. like what is this magical animal the old sea cow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this man right here Sidebar. Y'all. The, love your ability yeah. to yeah. just connect animals to everything i yeah. love it four horsemen sea cows i mean what else are we gonna get yeah i mean i do i do it all i, I don't i'm not i'm an open person you know I'll talk to anybody. So I just like doing stuff, getting out and about. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love that. Last thing I want to ask you before we let you go, because we know you have to get back to your stuff. What are your, and you don't have to get into specifics, but what are just your expectations and your goals that you have for yourself going into, you know, this final week of mini camp, and then you've got a little bit of a break. What are you hoping to accomplish this year? This whole year? Super Bowl. As a, as <laughs> a, love that. from now to camp, from camp to game one, I think my consistency um, everywhere, whether it's on the field, weight room, off the field, what I'm eating, you know, um, I'll have a milkshake now and again, you know, and I think at some point that's got to, you know, taper down. What flavor? So I'm a I'm an Oreo. There you go. Li- it's the only right answer. I'm a closeted chubby kid. Like, I used to eat <laughs> sleeves of Oreos when I was a kid. Oreos are delicious. Yeah, and I found out you got to get the double stuff. You know how you don't get your hand with yeah, milk? Yeah. Take a double stuff, put the fork in, in, in the yeah. middle, and you can dunk. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah, Just that's a great today. tip. I don't know what to say about Game changer. No, uh, it is it is because you're game. right. You don't, you don't your want hands to get don't soggy, get wet. And then that piece of the Oreo doesn't get the milk on it's it. It's got to be double stuff, though. Okay. You can get a vegan one. They have the vegan one. Does this look vegan? I was going to say, did you hear him <laughs> say he's a closeted chubby I kid? I tried. I tried to make a I suggestion. Only drink, I literally only drink milk, too. And I, this is this is People say it's a red flag or whatever, but I eat. It's not a red flag. I drink skim milk only and plain Oh, well, that is a red flag. I know. I'm afraid of back here a little skim, bit. Skim milk. I was, I was with you for milk, and then you said skim milk. and that, I, No I, almond no. milk? No. no. Oh, you're I wasn't with here. you for milk to begin with, and then you threw in skim. I, I figured, yeah. Ugh. I get that quite a bit. Got chills. How'd you get on Never broken skin a bone, though. My grandma That's drinks true. skin there you go. milk. What made you? There you go. Who, who Whatever works. Skin milk? I, well, my dad's only 6'1", and my mom isn't a very tall woman either. <laughs> so we don't, I guess it was the milk. <laughs> I don't know. They helped you grow? Yeah. Slap me some, man. <laughs> It's too late for you, sis. Please. Yeah. Sorry. It's too late. Well, that's all we have for you, Jake. Like I said, I know you have to get out of here, uh, but we just so appreciate it. Um, we always talk on this show about how you guys are so respectful to the work that we are able to do, and we're not able to do the work that we do as women in this business without the support of guys like you in the locker room. So yeah. we're always so appreciative, so complimentary of just the way that you have embraced us. You've mm. kind of let us be yeah. ourselves. So we appreciate you for that. Um, that's Jake Ferguson, everybody. Yay! And unfortunately, <laughs> guys, I feel like I want to cry. Like this I'm is so it. sad. This is our last show before get we get grip. to drink. get a grip. Okay, excuse <laughs> you. Meanwhile, I'm over here cheering up. <laughs> um, we just really quick because I know we've got to go. I just want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in with us. This was yes. such an exciting project, my girls. Mm. We this has been so awesome for us just to be able to come in this space to talk ball, to talk everything, uh, and to do it in a place where it's been safe and special for us has yep. been 
so good. You guys have made my first year here with the Cowboys so incredible. So I do just want to say that. Well, thank you, Haley, because right, so you came I'm in. Well, you Come came on, in here when we started this, and you really have helped us grow as people in the business. And it's really just so far and in between that you find people that are genuine and want to help and help people grow <laughs> Sorry, by just Jake. being you. So thank you for everything you do. Thank you for everything you do for the team. I mean, this this alone, the conversation this we're, so we're sitting here with Jake so shows just the testament to you and everything you've done in your first year here and it's just the beginning so mm. thank you and thank everybody for allowing us to have this space where we're breaking stereotypes and we're breaking those molds and making our seat happen and and matter within this space of sports so i thank feel like you. we're doing an oscar speech here you guys killed it that'll do it for girls talk boys talk for 2022 2023 we will see you guys next time at training camp coming up in oxnard Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, guys?